Okay, this is uh, this is Pastor Jim Wilhelmson live in from Roseville, Michigan, in or in Detroit, and this is Eric Smith live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. How's everybody doing tonight? Now tonight we're doing just off the cuff. Um, I haven't talked to Eric, so he hasn't talked to me, but we have been keeping up with current events and some of the things going on. So tonight is just going to be impromptu. But I think we have more than enough significant things to share. Eric, I heard something on the news, uh, you know, some of the news that I have uh, in sources, and I laughed. I thought this was really kind of silly and crazy. It was something about the elite or them, you know, whoever them might be, uh, was putting specifically the King Cobra snake venom in our water system. I laughed. I thought, you know, I, I approach some of these new things as a skeptic, you know, as a skeptic, and I think it's healthy to do that. But I heard that and I thought, okay, they're creating this thing to keep our eyes off of the Ukraine-Russian situation that's going on, which is actually fulfilling real prophecy. So what in the heck does this goofball stuff have? You know, somebody sent me just a 45-minute presentation by medical experts that have, you know, been fed up to hear uh, whistleblowers. Some of them have just been watching for years and seeing, and now they're so blatantly doing things that don't make sense so the two things that don't that are impartial is follow the money trail see who's investing in what and, and what's going on and then the actions of some of the people that are being accused of doing these things and my god when you do 45 minutes i was thoroughly totally convinced that this was real you can read in the book of titus in the book of uh, timothy one and two paul is specifically warning in the last days things that would happen. And the other warning was that even some of the worst enemies would be those people in your own family and your friends. So my God, some of the things I've got a prophecy that God had given me on my birthday in 1996 when I first wrote my book, it was just in note form. Okay, now I will read the prophetic warning that was in the back of my book. I have one more word to share with everybody. At four in the morning on my birthday, July 22nd, 1996, I was awakened by that small, still voice of the Lord. He said to write down what he was to tell me, word for word. He said at the time, much of it would not make sense to me, and I shouldn't presume upon it or be embarrassed either. Well, some of this sounds plagiarized from parts of the Bible. I can't justify or defend it. I can only present what I have been told. You may take this for what you want. I feel several groups were being addressed here. The Prophecy of July 22, 1996. O America, O America, how I desire to gather you under my wings and protect you from this hour. For once you walked with me, your roots were embedded deep upon a firm foundation. Your spirit was that of my spirit, and a great voice was given you, declaring my glory. A golden cup filled with the new wine of the covenant, did you let the nations of the earth freely drink who thirst. I led the nations to flow into you, that they would taste and see and know their God was good. You were a light to the nations, to teach them to walk in my ways. But you did not learn from Israel, and made the same error. Have I not warned not to take the spoils of war, the idols of the heathen, into yourself so as to contaminate you from within? Yet this you have done, and corrupt from within, you have slowly become what you once abhorred. The great voice now speaks lies. The bird, the, the bride became a whore, and the chalice is filled with filth that makes the world mad. Do you think that I am blind and see not the evil that is being done, the hidden evil that is not known? Do you think I cannot see the rage of the beast that is to prosper? Have you not read, do you not know, that you reap 
your own doom and damnation? Am I blind and see not the tribulation that you have prepared? I am he that formed you, I am he that wrote of you, and I am he that will utterly destroy you again from the face of the earth. The blood of your brother does cry from the dust. Do you think I cannot hear? Do you think I hear not the pleas of my people for the, your murders? These pleas have come to me as a testimony of their faith in the midst of this evil. Does the creation think he can wipe away the creator? Does the hand say, I have done this great thing and need no other part? Therefore I will cut you off as an offense, as it is written, for within one hour you shall be no more. The cry of my people will become the winepress of my wrath. Though, though you turn the moon to blood, yet I have redeemed them, that no man may pluck them from me. O Babylon, you mother of harlots, creator of abominations, you cannot wipe away my work or my memory. What you have proposed to do will come back on you double. I know your works, and I know of your wrath hidden in secret places. They shall fail, you shall fail, as I alone shall lead you to your own destruction, you vain and conceited whore. You sit upon and ride this beast as if you do no wrong. It is for the good of the whole that this be done. Are you so foolish to think I see not what is in you, dead men's bones and the stink of death? You have the soul of a beast, the spirit of a whore, and the body of an abomination. Do you think you cheat death and hell? I tell you it was made for you and your kind, and they, there you shall dwell. I am the Lord your God, and beside me is no other. You shall not ascend unto my place, but cast down. You will be a desolation and a mockery of yourself. This is the end of the matter, and you will not prosper forever. And I kept this prophecy, and it's in my book. And I looked at it again, and oh my God, I'm seeing things make more sense to that thing now than they ever did before. I would have never connected all these different dots had I not listened to that 45-minute presentation. It's well worth it. I posted it on the front of my... Uh, Facebook page, so it's there for everybody to see. And yeah, I, li I listened to it. I listened to it last night. It's Watch the Water, basically. It was, I think yeah. what it was called, right? Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. To treat, treat right. these people with COVID. Well, it turns out the big gotcha there is they use that same thing to treat people that are bitten by snakes. Snakes as an yeah. antibiotic. Yeah, as a. Uh, it, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. And it was weird. Just maybe a week prior to seeing that video, I was I was I was listening to a couple of people on YouTube, where there's some more people that are more the prophetic thing, saying you know they they keep calling this COVID thing or the jab the snake bite, the yeah. snake bite. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's a little little bit odd. Um, I thought this was totally respiratory, uh, but what you what what's really happening is the people are being poisoned with. Yeah some modification of king cobra and um oh the other one was other, up. yeah highly toxic anyways um somehow they were able to weaponize that yep and that is what's actually everybody's getting here um it's so multi-layered though i i still believe oh, it's terrible you know, on the jabs one two and three there's still nanobot technology being introduced too the nanobot yep. tech technology is opening up a receptor for the uh for the second one that is actually an RNA that changed that the RNA sets resets like the default and allows something to change the DNA structure so that eventually that person is no longer in control of their own consciousness. They're no longer no. in control of uh, themselves because they are starting to become a hybridized thing. So only God knows when the line is drawn on that. Now, if Christians have gone as far as taking all three jabs out of ignorance, stupidity, blind, you know, I mean, they've been warned and maybe they ignored it, but now they realize, oh my God, I made a terrible mistake. You know what? God's love and mercy is there for you. His blood 
cleanses everything, including this. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And this is a promise of those that put their trust in him. These Frankenstein things are going to be effective, but they're going to be effective to those people that do not have Jesus Christ as their savior. Uh, when I saw this movie and I saw that when when um, Fauci is going to come down to a certain community and they're going to do a mass inoculation with vaccines. They're also going to the water resources of that local place. They tell the workers there, leave the room now. We're going to test the water. Test the yep. water. They're poisoning it. With, and yep. my God, I looked at it and I go, oh my God, they're doing a double whammy so that what this does, that snake venom in the water, everybody's going to drink it. Whether you're as far, if you're as anti-vaccine as I am or that you are, yep. we're still getting half of the formula. So yes, when we're being made to be forced to take it and no choice, I mean, they grab us and give it to us. Now you have the receptor and the receiver it comes together. And that's where, again, I'm not going to walk in fear because you know what? I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. It's going to kill everything. It's not going to work. We are especially protected in these last days. God gives us a mark and a seal and he's going to protect us. And we're going to maybe go through some of the hardest times in the world, but we're going to see it through with God's provision and uh, protection. I'm standing on that. So, you know, that's what I share. And you can see some of the faces, you know, they're looking at me like. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't but... want to go to your museum and find out any of this stuff. I'm just happy to stay in the matrix and take the red pill and go back, you know? Well, uh, you know, a lot of people are that way. It's just like um, they, they're uh, truly in love with content with this world and they don't want that to change and so, I, so it's, it's threatening to them at this point but the the thing is, is there's really not a whole lot of time left you know and, and you know and the shame of it is that sometimes people are just afraid of a change True. they actually can get used to horrendous things that are normal for them because they wouldn't know that that's normal they know the parameters of it they know how to function in it they know how to survive it and so they're afraid to step out beyond that into something else, even if it's the best thing in the world for them. Yeah. And that's why maybe they, you know, stay and want more, but don't have more. And right. the other thing, too, is it takes a discipline. It takes a structure of, you know, prayer, worship and praise as part of a morning routine that you should do daily. And if they don't do it, they're not really willing to be disciplined enough to do it. But the, pro the problem is you can't expect to have a full time God if you're going to be a part time Christian. You know, but the other thing I wanted to maybe mention was that, um, you know, going back to what what this shot does, it's and we've said this before is, you know, it, it does multiple things, but it's it's got it's got the nanobots, the nanites, it's it's biometric tracking, um, it's world depopulation through um, causing death and disease with you. Um, but it's also the whole thing you talked about, the, the loss of control. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, I don't know if that's a loss of their will of choice or, um, you know, what that is exactly. But the, one of the things I've, you know, I, you know, I haven't maybe discussed this very much, but a common thing I'm seeing in a lot of these rapture dreams is that they're, they're talking about zombies. And yeah. they're talking about zombies in a correlation to being connected with the jab. And I don't know exactly what to think this if it's it's fully literal like we we've seen in TV and movies where you basically you have people that are no longer 
you know, people who they are, right? People, they have no control. But I, I have to wonder, I'm seeing so many now that I'm starting to qu- question if we're going to have some aspect of, uh, you know, like a zombie real, or something. Zo- yeah, it's actual zombies, you know. Well, you know, I, I have wondered about that myself, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord told me, think again about the same, but opposite. What happened after I was resurrected? Yeah. Wow. Okay, Lord. Well, you went first into the upper chamber of a hollow earth, Abraham's bosom. Yep. Um, you were there for three days. You made an announcement to everybody that died in faith there. So most of them at that moment was a bridge where they could immediately go before the Father in heaven. But some of them stayed resurrected and walked through the streets of Jerusalem, proclaiming that Jesus had resurrected. Now, these are people that probably you know, some of them were still familiar with. Maybe they died just two or three days ago, and here they are alive back walking through the streets proclaiming Jesus Christ as a Messiah. Maybe some of them are people that were known 100 years ago, maybe 50 years ago. All of a sudden, they're alive, and they're going through the streets of Jerusalem telling about Jesus being the Messiah, and he has uh, resurrected. And over 450-some people did see Jesus after the three days when he was walking around supposed to be dead. Um you know, this was current news at the time, recorded by Josephus in his yes. book. And he was a guy that was, he was a um, a Roman citizen, but he was also a, a Jewish member of the Sanhedrin who was trying to win back favor to the Jews. They saw him as a traitor because he was a Roman citizen, lived in Rome, um, didn't live in Jerusalem anymore. So he wrote The Antiquity of the Jews. Now, he had to mention Jesus only because it was current information. He couldn't avoid it. So the less said, the best said, and that's what he did. He had to mention it because it was a historical reality. So we all like to use that in, as evidence and proof because it is totally consistent with what the Bible records as that many people, born in some 50-some people, that saw Jesus after the resurrection. So, you know, there's your history, but there's also the pattern, a pattern. Okay, so these people were resurrected. They were dead. Now they're alive. Now they go through. So Satan making a mockery of this. He has his UFO rapture, and he has a resurrection, but it's not a resurrection to glorify anybody, but to terrify people from the truth. And so they're mindless zombies. I don't know if they eat brains or whatever, but I mean, they're enough to scare the living tar out of everyone. Yeah, so that seems to be the theme that that it it matched up with the the, the movies and stuff like that, that you had, they they craved the, the blood and biting into people so they're going to take um, out of innocence yeah right um you know and this seems to even match up to that one dream i've always talked about again that in- indonesian girl little catherine you know same thing she said oh, that, gosh, uh, yes. what she said was you know uh you know after the rapture there were zombies on the earth right um as a result of those that had taken the jab and something in the jab between that and whatever is working in them and probably the ability for um, it to interconnect with some type of networking, whether it's 5G or whatever is available at that time. Yeah. Um, They said that they could be remotely controlled. Yep. Like a video game. Yeah. And had command centers or whatever controlling all these people to do this stuff, you know, so they had no control at that point. So whatever part of them was human at that time or is gone. So there's no control at that point. So 
they've been wondering if there could be levels where some of them, as we've had dreams, you know, I had one, I remember Dave Rafino when he was working with us, he had one seeing his ex-wife uh, alive and speaking, but she was speaking all new age, you know, beliefs. Yeah. And, and uh, my parents, they were speaking all about new age stuff. I knew they weren't my parents. My God, it was horrifying. I mean, seeing, you know, my mom and dad, my dad was my best friend. And so, you know, to see him alive again, I was filled with tears of joy. But then when they heard him speaking, I'm, I had a chill go up my spine. This is not my mom and dad. Okay, let's hear some of the clips on the uh, dreams that some of these people have had. So in this video, I want to share a dream I had. Um, this was on Tuesday morning. I had this dream. Okay, so when the dream started, I was outside in the yard with my brother, and um, I was walking into the house, and I began to see huge UFOs. Yeah, I said UFOs, but in this particular dream, they were extremely close, like almost to the point where I almost felt like I could touch them. When I yelled out, to, I yelled my brother's name. When he didn't finally come to me, he said. Um, they come to take control. And so we came in the house and we began looking out the window to see like what was going to happen next. In the world today, like um, demons are very sort of hitting. Um, sometimes it's hard to recognize the move of the enemy because he's a very good. He's very good at deceiving us. He's a master at deception. And so um, there's going to come a time when the demonic activity and the demons themselves are going to become more visible now holy spirit said to me that they are going to be walking among us and we are not going a lot of not we <laughs> a lot of people are not going to be aware that these are actually demons and i wanted to share a dream that i had about the rapture and it's pretty significant because yes it involves aliens and alien deception so in the beginning of the dream, I'm outside, it's nighttime and it's cold and we're having some kind of party with a bonfire or something um, and my family is there and there's some people that I don't really know um, and there's some friends. So we're outside having a good time and we look up and underneath the moon there is a row of what looks like stars but a row of lights and they seem to be getting a little closer and brighter. And as time goes on, they start multiplying until they become many, many lights. My brother's there, and he looks up and he says, oh, those are aliens. Yeah, those are UFOs. Okay, so I'm going to film this as fast as I can because I have babies asleep. Uh, I had a dream. I went to sleep upstairs in my house. You're looking at the, the back porch of my condo here and um, had, I fell asleep, woke up, went to the window, it was the afternoon, went to the window and I saw alien ship with a leg coming down. Similar to, I guess the only way I could describe it would be like War of the Worlds. Um, so I run outside and I'm telling everyone to look at it and I'm telling my husband to look at and then the and we're like oh the aliens are here the rapture must be soon this is a little ring i have of a rainbow but they shot down a rainbow from their ship and i knew right there i was like this is the great deception 
because they're mocking God. They're projecting a rainbow when they did not create the rainbow, God did. That, that rainbow coming down was the sign to me in the dream that it was connected to the great deception. The rapture was like imminent. Hello, sweet Jesus here. I am coming on to share two dreams that I had in a row. And the second one was confirmation from the Lord because I went into prayer about this. I never thought I would be talking about aliens, but we are in the end times and it's what God's showing me. So I'm going to put it out there. And this happened on October 11th, 2020, not too long ago. I, in the dream, I was with my family and we had just gotten to the beach and I was so excited for us to run down to the beach and enjoy the day. We get close to the water and everyone, it was very busy, everyone was looking up at the sky. So I looked up and everything grew dark, like really dark clouds rolled in. But all of a sudden, in that area where the light was, all of these creatures, <laughs> and I'm just going to say creatures because I'm not sure what they were, and I could tell immediately they were evil. Everybody started crouching down trying to find a place to hide. These creatures were flying in the sky. I didn't see any flying saucers or anything like that. I just saw these demon-like creatures. In my dream, I thought demonic alien encounter after the rapture. The next night, I was with a group of people and it was this big store to go in because it was like our last chance, like to get our last bit of supplies before you know something big is coming because we know something big is coming so i feel like it was like the lord saying you need to go in hey what's up youtube so i have a another dream that i wanted to share with you guys so yeah this one started off where i was in my my home with my wife and daughter at some point looking outside it's, it's completely uh dark outside see these like lights that look like stars going up you know you, you just see them flying up into the sky right away i knew like this is the rapture and in this particular dream i i went to go like call my wife told her i said it's the rapture it's the rapture as as bizarre as this is gonna sound and i saw the earth like how the earth looks from space and this is where it gets even more like crazy <laughs> next to the earth next to the earth was what looked like some of you guys are gonna laugh, but it looked like a UFO. Hello, my name is Katrin. I'm nine years old and I am in fourth grade. The reason why I made this video is because I want to tell the message that I got from God and the dream that I got from God. And my mom will help me out if I forget some parts of my dream. So on September 18, before I slept, I heard God spoke to me on October 10 there will be a big disaster and that night i had a very long dream the fourth one of the same dream and the dream was i saw a big dark blue microchip that went right past by me my sister and my mom like this it landed on my dining table and from the front door bull gates dr fauci and three guards came 
and said we should vaccine these people here. And then we got raptured. So what happens to those people who get the vaccine? Their skin color changed. Explain more. They became zombies. Uh, explain about the skin color first. And uh, the skin changed into different colors. Mm-hmm. Say more. Um, like green, yellow, blue, red, and very black. Um, the arms became longer. And finally, they became became zombie. Yes. Uh, what did the zombie do? Um, they eat people but kill them first and after they eat. So kill and then eat? Yes. Okay. Um, you said you saw fake news to cover up about the rapture. So what What was the news? Um, before the people became zombies, they could um, tap their phone like this and the phone would go out like that. And then the news was, um, there was like UFOs, alien abductions, and Christians killing themselves. And then you saw Israel. What did you see in Israel? Uh, I could see Israel with war. So Israel was in war. Mm -hmm. And I could see two people in Jerusalem preaching. A truism of the mental multiverse, excuse me. that is a theme I'm seeing more, more, more movies. I, I just saw one recently. All uh, the DC and then, comics, all the Marvel yep. comics. Now the newest, newest Spider-Man. Now the newest, um, what was that one guy? Um, well, there's Doctor Strange in the multiverse. It's coming out here in about a month or so. And um, we've already talked uh, about Loki on the Disney Channel. Yeah, I mean, there's actually another movie that came out called Morbius. Um, yes. That, that I just, actually, I did see it. And the sneak peek at the end of it was uh uh it was the multiverse again and and, and involved uh one of the villains from uh one of the spider-man movies i think it was the the vulture or something that came from through the multiverse so um so i think that's probably what we're going to end up seeing at some point is you know people that we knew um but these are variants Right. Uh, not not our real loved ones that have you know are gone. Or yes. I even thought about this, Jim. You know, the rapture happens. All all we have people that disappear, right? Or they're gone, right. right? Well, what if those people, not even that the, they're our dead loved ones, but they come back. These people come back, but they're not really. They're not from really the multiverse, not from the ones that have been raptured and, and gone. Right. So that's another. Well, it's all, this multiverse thing has been implanted uh, even years ago, uh, further than, I mean, it's a theme I've seen going all the way back to like some early 60 movies that had presented that kind of an idea. But one that the Lord just recently told me, I want you to rewatch all of this. I didn't, when I first watched it, I didn't have the understanding of quantum physics that I have now. So I thought, okay, this is important. It was a production made especially for Amazon. And it was called The Man in the High Castle. Oh, my gosh. You've never Have you seen it? Yes, You've seen the series. It is incredible. Somebody did some amazing, amazing back research on cultures and the possibilities of what if uh, these two cultures blended? How would they look 20 years after World War II uh, yep. when instead of, instead of we having the bomb first, the Nazis had the bomb? 
we know that they already had on blueprints, they had uh, the America bomber. They were planning on something that looked kind of like our uh, B-1 bomber. Um, it looked something like that. It was just a, a one wing, you know, thing. It was basically just a big giant wing. They, when they had perfected bomb, they were planning on bombing Washington, D.C. Well, in this movie, they did bomb Washington, D.C. They yep. took the United States of America, East Coast, all the way up to the Mississippi River. Then there's a little strain uh, along the Mississippi River that is a neutral territory. On the west side, Japan had invaded after, after Pearl Harbor. They continued right on through and took the entire west coast up to yep. the uh, Mississippi River. So it takes place in 1962. In 1962 in this ultra-reality. And so the cultures started to merge so that the Japanese were no longer just Japanese. They were Japanese Americans. They were infatuated by the cowboys and Indians and, and those days and times. So they were spending ridiculous money for any kind of antiques or whatever, but they, their culture was willing to blend and merge into the American culture on the East coast. One of the guys was a captain war hero during world war two when he fought the Germans and this guy slowly transformed in 20 years to be the Reich's open theater of the highest level of the United States. He had totally sold out. He was a murderer. He was just a horrible person. So in the very end, it was pretty cool. Um, it had a lot of real science, true different things. And again, it was presenting this multiverse. But their spin on it, their spin on it was some of the people were good from these other multiverse. Some of them were not so good. Some of them were terrible. That's not reality. What is actually going on from a biblical perspective? These are layers of hell. Hell is almost like eternal. Inside the earth, there's some kind of a portal there in hell where it takes you to this ripple effect of sin. The, can imagine the way they say this multiverse is created. Everybody that ever existed makes a decision one way or another. Based on that decision, a parallel altered universe will become a reality. Now, it can this is why it's so important. God, the Lord says that he is able to subdue all things unto himself. He has made everything perfect in his time. So you imagine that hell is not just in one dimension. It is in layers spread out, almost eternal. All these different layers are the ripple effect of sin and hell. And so everything that is not covered by the blood of Jesus creates all these different things. You and me, even as Christians, we make a decision or don't make a decision. An altered universe is there. Now, when we conform to the likeness of Christ, these things start imploding and they don't exist anymore. The more we conform to Christ, the more these things are taken away in our own personal lives. And actually, I think the more free we are from the hindrances of these different layers of demonic influences. They're not aliens. They're not, um, you know, alternate people. They're demonic entities pretending to be whatever they need to be to take you away from accepting or following Jesus Christ. And that's what we as Christians have to stay focused on. None of this is good. It's all bad. No matter what they say, no matter how they act, they are not who they say they are. I, I treasure these moments because we don't have them very often, but times that we can get together and, and talk about these things, I think it's important. And, you know, it's amazing. We have quite an audience. We have a loyal audience. They keep asking, Jim, when are you going to do another podcast with Eric? I've been waiting yep. for it. You know? Well, they're coming when they can. You know, this yep. is going to be a, this is a crazy year. I think everybody can agree. They've been busier this year than any time in their life. 
And I think God is just trying to prepare us to be ready when the caca hits the fan. And it's going to hit the fan very soon. Google happens to have a D-Wave computer, which Nassau happens to have, which is what CERN runs on, D-Wave computers. Why? Because they have to run in a 9 minus 30 degree room because they go at relativistic speeds. In other words, they go faster than the speed of light. Yeah, so when you say D-Wave for the audience, that's quantum computing we're talking about. Yeah, so what in the heck is a search engine Google doing with a a D-Wave computer? I mean, they can amass knowledge like you wouldn't believe. They got your probably full, um, every person on this earth, every person's DNA structure and built has a certain particular marker. They, they've got all that. They send it up to their salinates. They can give you, um, you know, you piss them off. They can make you have a heart attack or whatever your family thinks running your family and make it look very natural, but it isn't. Why? Because we have that kind of weaponry. Um, yep. It's national socialism as its nightmarish worst. And what they did in Germany is what they're going to do in America. Um, don't think it ain't going to happen. It will but for a short time. But this is where we rise to the point where it's not going to happen. We're going to put a stop to it because God's going to put a stop to it. But he's going to use us through us to stand our ground, be the child of God. The manifestation of the sons of God is a prophetic promise that we're going to have all the gifts, all the power God is going to give us. We're going to stand on it in confidence and use it, not just talk about it. We're going to make it happen right in front of us, right in front of everybody. So it's going to be a whole different world. That's why they're making all these superheroes now so they can say, see, that's what these guys are. They're they're, But they're the bad guys. You know, the good ones have been taken away and the bad guys are left behind. And it's an ability to call good evil and evil good. So what's well, the whole X-Men thing? The mutants were looked down upon, right? Because they were yeah. they had abilities. And I, I, I see the scenario really playing out. Um, in the end times, um, where you know, you know, the manifestation of the sons of God. I mean, they're going to be able to do things that are people are not going to be able. Yeah. To, they're not going to be able to understand. And and I can see it's definitely a scenario where they they mechanize and and build. Um, <coughs> you know, maybe it's a very similar plan. Maybe they end up building uh, sentinel type robotic uh, entities that can you know hunt us down. You know, I, I see that scenario playing oh, yeah. out, and I think that's probably what what the counter will be uh, against against um, those those individuals um, during that time period. So it'll be, yeah, I I totally believe it too. They're going to throw everything at us that they can. As we develop, they're going to up you know up the ante for themselves. But I wonder how much are I wonder how much of them are actually going to be around if this rapture thing that most of them are going to be a part of i you know i i wonder are some going to be left behind i think so how many is is it going to be the big one because i think doing the math according to um uh, genesis 3 genesis 6 um i think that the real rapture if it happens at the same time which now we both agree that that it's like a likelihood i'm not going to lock myself into it it looks to be the most favorable deceptive way yeah, most and, of the rapture dreams I've seen it, when the real one happens, the, 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 yeah, the counter one happens as the cover up to cover up the real deal. So, right. so they have to happen together. 
and we're dealing with entities that are not bound by time and space like we are, so they can manipulate that and create it. That's why the, there's an element of the Mandela effect that is real. But has the Bible been changed? No, you can't touch that. It hasn't been changed. Um, all their claims are false. There's, there are logical reasons for some of these things. And the other things, in order to make a lie, they have to have a certain amount of credibility. But the credibility that they give us is not on a cosmic level. It's on the name of a book, a, na a name of uh, a TV program that's changed, a game that's been changed where a monocle was once there on the, you know, on a Monopoly game. Now it's not there. Um, the biggest change, though, was Ellis Island and Liberty Island. There was no Liberty Island that people went to. They went to Ellis Island, not any yeah, Liberty. I, now we have yeah, it in I always Ellis Island. Yeah, and but now you look up and it's Liberty Island. Wait a minute, how in the heck did that happen? No, it's just like who's on a dime? Um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt? No, it used to be used to be Eisenhower. Yeah, Eisenhower. Yeah, Eisenhower was on a dime. I knew this because my grandpa collected coins, and he always showed me the dime, and it looked like Grandpa because he was bald and and looked all like him. Now there's no bald guy out there. There's some guy with hair. It's Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and I think that's kind of funny because he's actually one of the biggest traders in America of all time. He broke us off of um, from the gold standard, put us on the uh, Federal Reserve, which privatized our economy, which is insane. And he introduced a form of socialism that he started implementing during um, the Depression, which did pull us out of a depression. But he kept the socialist attitude and idea to grow into other areas, which wasn't a good idea. And uh, he changed America. He set up he set up a gate or a portal for us to go to a completely different path. That's why Khrushchev said about my generation, we will bury you. We don't have to take you over. Your children are going to be, are going to be communists. Gee, and what are half of my generation now filled up from actually from descendants of Operation Paperclip? They're descendants of National Socialism, but some of them are ones that have been groomed and made ready by communist socialism yep. so it's like a guy with ice cream cone which which brand of socialism do you want national or social because you know one way or another you're getting one of these because they're going to actually come together and be just one so we probably went on to what an hour and a half or something yeah we're at about an hour and a half right now so you know guys we're going to end it because the wonderful editing that i'm going to do is going to cut this down nice and short and brief and and be a good program that that is easy to follow anyways guys we want to end in, in a prayer. You want to pray us out, and, and uh, we're just going to end and say goodbye. And we'll be back. Don't know when, don't know where, but we'll be back. So go ahead and pray us out, man. Sure. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you that Jim and I could come together today to do this show, um, to share with people that are in need out there, Lord, that need to know the truth of what's going on and that we're reaching the end of the end, uh, the end times. Um, Father, I pray for Jim's uh, health, that he will continue to be healed and have strength and um, be able to carry out his mission. Um, I pray for the health of everybody around us that are suffering um, you know, with health issues in general, to bring healing to them um, for the times that are coming ahead. So I pray uh, for everybody in this country, in this world, uh, for revival and um, for your blessing upon us, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Amen. All right, everybody. Good night. God bless. We'll see you sometime soon. God bless. Good night. Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, and you, when you see these things come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws near. Luke 21, 28. In the Greek, look up literally means to allow the wind to fill your sails. Lift up means to know you are highly esteemed. How poetic it is that Jesus is really telling us, let the wind of the Holy Spirit motivate you by knowing that you are loved, cared for, and protected by your Heavenly Father. Romans 8, 38, 39, my favorite scripture. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Please, dear person, Christian or non, believe these words. This is your hope. This is your promise. We are about to enter the most dangerous times of all of mankind. But as Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end.